The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. 306 on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. Well, uh, Brad Whisker, I can't tell you, I, I can barely contain my excitement. Uh, in anticipation of an afternoon game, which is not the same as an Oilers afternoon game. No, it's not. No, Hockey the, in the afternoon to me. I You might as well just put that up in the loss column. Yeah, well, <laughs> that and a lot of the times it's a, it's not even afternoon. It's 11 a.m. Well, that I can't even. If I have to set an alarm to watch sports, if it's not Olympics, I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, 2 o'clock, I believe, is the pregame or is that the kickoff? Well, you know what? Let's ask the guy who knows. Morley Scott joins us on the phone from Toronto. What time's kickoff tomorrow? Uh, kickoff, kickoff will be at 3.30 Alberta time, mm. 5.30 in Toronto, so it's kind of an evening game here and an afternoon game at home, so you got the best of both worlds going on. This one. <laughs> there you go. Hey, and, and you arrived at the right time, eh, Morley? That heat wave is pretty much left? Oh, my gosh. Yesterday was very difficult, though. <laughs> uh, we arrived yesterday, and just uh, we, we, uh, we took the train from the airport to Union Station, and then we had to walk to our hotel. Uh, it's probably about uh, uh, maybe a 20-minute walk, and we're I got a backpack on, and I'm lugging my my suitcase. Uh, Dave was with me as well, and Jerry Montajon from from Post Media. I think Dave went through three shirts on the way to the hotel. 20-minute uh, <laughs> walk, Morley. Where are you staying? The Royal York. It was hot. No, we're staying at the uh, the Western Harbor Castle. That's a so, joke, just uh, for Torontonians. It's across the street from the from the train. Uh, hey, Morley, New York is yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Hey, uh, Morley, before we talk about the Eskimos, uh, can we uh, talk about last night's game? How surprised were you? It's uh, you're the one person I didn't ask, so you you have the advantage of being able to lie. Uh, how surprised were you at the outcome of the Saskatchewan Hamilton game last night? Extremely surprised. I mean, uh, I, I'm not surprised that that Saskatchewan won. Uh, but I am surprised at how the game went, and they won. I mean, Hamilton dominated in every aspect of the football game. They controlled things, and then uh, the Riders made the right place at the right time late in the game and got a win out of it. it, it it's almost they survived the first part of the game. It's almost like the Eskimos last week against the BC Lions. Yeah. You know, the, the lead wasn't as big for BC as it could have been. The lead last night wasn't as big for Hamilton as it could have been, and it allowed the Riders to hang around long enough to come back. The Eskimos didn't need to hang around. They took control of that game last week in the second quarter and ended up blowing out the Lions. But uh, the Riders were able to keep it close, chipping away at it, and then when they got their opportunity late in the game, they did what they had to do to win, so full credit to them. But well, Was yeah, that the first was... touchdown for Saskatchewan, that long, late-game pass? Was that because the other touchdown was a... Uh... Was a defensive, defensive touchdown, touchdown. Yeah. yeah, and that's only that's only their fourth offensive touchdown of the season. Yikes. They've only scored four touchdowns on offense this season. Mike Riley has thrown for six touchdown passes and <laughs> ran for four himself. So <laughs> do the do the math on that, and that shows you how much the Riders have been struggling. What did that win mean last night for Chris Jones? Uh, well, I don't think anything was going to happen. I, I, I think it, it, it took a little pressure off him, but only because he wants to win. Uh, I don't think I don't think the Riders are in a position where if they don't win, they're going to fire the coach right now. Uh, and, and in football, that rarely works. 
And, uh, you know, you never see a team turn it around with a new coach, especially in football. In hockey it works, but in football it doesn't. So I don't think there's any kind of um, uh, uh, heat on, on Chris Jones as far as job security goes for during the season. But if they don't do well this year uh, and make the playoffs and, and, and play well, there will be some questions, obviously, coming up in the off season. So in that aspect, it was a big win for him for sure. Yeah. Uh, because especially this year, because – He's done some questionable things, some things that a lot of people are talking about. I mean, football fans coast to coast are talking about, uh, you know, the, the way he's treating the quarterbacks. And why is Deron Carter playing on defense? That's what everyone can't figure out. He is a very average cornerback. He is a very excellent receiver. And everyone seems to agree, except for Chris Jones, that they're playing him in the wrong spot. You know, I want to move on to the Eskimos, but I can't. I can't now that you said that because... You know, when you get to a professional level in any sport, you've oftentimes, well, football particularly, not so much hockey, really, now that I think about it, but football particularly, you've often played a number of different positions along the way before you find that position you play professionally. So I don't know if he's played uh, defensive back previously in university, high school, or whatever, but like you say, it's just such an odd choice to say, well, we'll take this fabulous receiver out of our tool kit, but it kind of reflects the emphasis that Chris Jones puts on defense. Well, that, that's true, but I'll tell you one thing. If you go way back even to his time with the Eskimos, Chris Jones likes to take players and put them in different positions. Uh, just off the top of my head, I know that he turned uh, Mike Miller from a linebacker to a, to a fullback, and he, turned, he had Eddie Steele go from the defensive line to the offensive line for a while which he still does in Saskatchewan with Eddie Steele right now. Uh, he had, uh, last, the last couple of years, he had A.C. Leonard on his defensive line. He's a defensive end. Well, three years before that, he was a receiver with the B.C. Lions. So he likes to do that. He'll, he'll do that and experiment with guys. Sometimes it's worked out. In this case, I don't think it's worked out at all. Uh, I think Deron said to him, I can play cornerback. And they said, all right, let's try it. If you're playing them both ways, maybe it's, it could be a success. But I don't think anybody has uh, the stamina and, uh, and the strength to go uh, to, to play both ways in this day and age in the CFL. It just takes too much out of it. No, no, for sure. I mean, guys often do. I mean, you know, special teams are often a combination of both defensive and offensive players. So often guys will play in a position during special teams that is not a typical skill set for them and whatever side of the ball they're normally on. It's just really odd to go from one side of the ball to the other, but okay, he's a coach and I'm not. So let's talk about uh, the Eskimos tomorrow. Uh, do you feel after last week's performance they've solved all their problems? Well, you've never solved all your problems, right, until you play the perfect game, and uh, they're not going to play the perfect game tomorrow night. So, you know, uh, as far as getting back on track, yeah, they, they've turned it around. Now the thing is you have to take that to the next level. You have to do it. They haven't won two in a row yet this year, so... They've got to do that first and then try and get on a run. They're in a great opportunity, guys, to go on a, a nice roll because they've got Toronto back-to-back. The Eskimos will host the Argos on Friday night next week. Uh, they've got uh, Montreal after the bye week. They've got Montreal after that. So, I, I, you know, no, but nobody is easy, and you have to work hard to win all your games. But this is clearly a soft spot in the Eskimo schedule right now. And, and after they play Montreal, I believe it's in Vancouver. And if the BC Lions lose back-to-back games to, to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers this week and next, they'll be out of the playoff picture already, it seems. So it could be a bit of a soft spot in their schedule. But they got to take advantage of it, right? You can only beat who you play, but you have to, you have to take advantage of those opportunities and win those games. 
Now, James Franklin Morley has had limited exposure in the CFL. He's made a few appearances here and there. The Eskimos will obviously be prepared for him. What can we expect to see from him tomorrow? Well, I think it'll be a real different look with the Argos offense because Franklin's in there because he doesn't play anything like Ricky Ray. He's much more mobile. He's got uh, an arm that can get downfield a little bit easier and a little bit quicker. So I think it'll be a little bit more trying on the Eskimos defensive backs, uh, you know, because he can throw a deeper ball and because he can keep the play alive at the line of scrimmage by scrambling out of the pocket. That's going to force the DBs to cover a lot longer. So it will be a test for sure. It's going to boil down to the same thing it boils down to every time every team plays any quarterback. They want to get pressure on him. If they can get pressure on him and make, and make him – uh, hurry up his decisions and maybe make some bad decisions, they're going to have success against him. Yeah, I mean, you know, and we talked about this uh, either on or off the air last week, but or I texted it to you while you were broadcasting. I can't remember, but y- you have to do one or the other or both, and you have to do it well. Put pressure on the quarterback and cover the receivers. The weakness that I saw two weeks ago was the coverage of the receivers. Well, frankly, the weakness was both. Uh, but, you know, they got it together a little bit last week. So do you anticipate a whole lot of blitzing on Franklin, or do you anticipate um, solving the receiver coverage problem? I, I think they're going to try and get the pressure on as much as they can, uh, and that helps. And I think that's what they, the game plan was last week against BC they got more pressure on and that helps the DBs who were giving up a uh, you know giving up some plays and giving up some bombs in, in the week uh, game the game before against Hamilton it gave them an opportunity to uh, not have to cover as long because it forced the quarterback uh, Jonathan Jennings to make decisions quicker than he wanted to and to throw the ball quicker than he wanted to and that's where it's going to come back to this week if you don't do that you got a quarterback who can run with the ball and he'll make those DBs have to run more with the receivers and gives them obviously a better chance to get open. Morley, before we let you go, you have quite the social media presence. You are famous across the country for your game day walks. (laughs) Any spoilers for our listeners before you take off tomorrow morning ahead of the game? Uh, spoilers, no, because I just go for a walk. I don't know if that's really any kind of a... Uh, <laughs> but location-wise. Really yeah, thing. shoes that you'll be wearing. But, I mean, there's a lot of factors in I, this thing. I will tell you this. Uh, as since, since we've been doing... I, I stayed in this hotel uh, when I was doing hockey with the Oilers. We stayed here a couple of times, and I stayed in this hotel many years ago for a Great Cup game, I think, back in 89. But I mean, since I've been... Doing Eskimo games, we've never stayed in this hotel, so it will be an absolutely fresh route tomorrow Ooh, for sure. Wow. And I think it's going to be right along uh, the shores of Lake Ontario. So that's the only spoilers I'll give you. I'm surprised you didn't grab a, an extra half hour for the pregame show, given those circumstances. Uh, we'll let you go, Morley. Thanks for this. I it's suppose a six, it's a six-second video from. Uh, from <laughs> yeah, the I know, but, but you get like thirty on. locations <laughs> in those six yeah, seconds. Exactly. It's incredible. And then you want to take listener calls, reaction. I mean, there's a lot involved in that thing. Uh, uh, that's true, yeah. I, oh, I should ask this as well before we let you go, Morley. Did you find that unique restaurant in Toronto to try that you hadn't tried before? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we're going to try and go out tonight. We're thinking of maybe going to the baseball game, so we might be eating hot dogs at uh, Rogers Centre tonight. We haven't decided yet. Uh, but we did a lot of walking. We walked to BMO Field and back today, and that's a good 45 minutes each way, so we're pretty zonked, so, uh, and we also gave up a lot of work time, so we might be working late uh, before we get to go for supper. But last night we went to a place called... Uh, 
I can't even remember. It was an Irish pub. I can't remember the name. Oh, it was the one that was recommended by one of our listeners, the Irish pub. Uh, No, it was not. We did pass the the Harbor 61, and the one that was suggested to be very expensive, and it it cost $10 to walk by it. It did did indeed look very expensive. We we won't uh, be going there. I'm going to stay in the good books of... uh, Chorus Radio and all announcement at 630 Chit. We will not be going there to eat tonight. It's normally only five to walk by it, but those three, they walk so damn slow. Uh, Morley, thanks for this. Uh, have a great show tomorrow, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Talk to you then, guys. You betcha. All right. 321 on the 630 Chet Afternoon News. Uh, Brad, I hope you will share in the excitement of what I'm about to tell you. Whew. <laughs> That's a heavy look to I take. Know. I've set the bar pretty high. I mentioned a moment ago, uh, or a half hour ago, uh, that we have a pair of uh, 18 holes of golf to give away at the Ranch Golf and Country Club. Now, we have two pair because Monday was a holiday, so, of course, it was a uh, encore edition of the 6.30 Jet Afternoon News, and we didn't give away tickets. So here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to take calls at 496-0063, 496-0063. As always, you have to know what you're calling to win. You have to be excited at the prospect of winning it. You have to remember to turn your radio off so you don't blow our headsets. Uh, and you have to answer a skill testing question. But because we have two sets, what I'm going to do, as I often do do here on the afternoon news, the first person who answers the, your question correctly, uh, the next person will also win a pair of tickets. Love so you're, you're playing for yourself and the person after you. We know the order in which calls come in, so it's no problem at all. So if you hear someone answer the question correctly, don't hang up because you could be the next caller and you're going to get it for free. I love it. I love Let's it do too. This thing. Sometimes it works out well, other times not so much. <laughs> I don't uh, want those <laughs> There you go. Hey, it's, <laughs> it's 630 Chad. Who's this? Kelly. Hey, Kelly. How's it going? Good. Good, 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 good. Uh, what are you calling to win, Kelly? Ah, uh, the gold passes for the ranch. Okay, that's pretty close. Step one. Step one completed. <laughs> I'll just check that off my list. Uh, are you excited at the prospect of uh, winning those, Kelly? Yes, I am. I'm an avid golfer. Avid golfer. Have you played the ranch? No, I haven't. Perfect. All right. Um, do you turn your radio down? I'll check that off as well. All right, so it's just the skill testing question now stands uh, in the way of you and these uh, golf passes, and then we'll take the caller after you if you're correct. And, Kelly, so you're playing for both yourself and the guy after you or girl after you, okay? Oh, okay. Excellent. Uh, Brad, what's the question? Kelly, in two weeks' time, the British Open will be hosted at which golf course? Oof. Oh. Yeah. Jeez, Kelly. I don't know the answer to this. I feel the stress. Have you known any of the answers, though? No. 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 no so. Don't really follow golf. I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess and say Pebble. Pebble no. Beach. No, no, Kelly, apparently that's not right. And to be honest with you, I don't know the answer. Uh, but stay tuned. We'll see what happens. Uh, take another call. Hi, who's this? Uh, Caleb, what's your name? Uh, sorry? Uh, Caleb. Caleb. Caleb, uh, what are you calling to win? Uh, the tickets for the, for the ranch. Yeah, not the bar, the Golf uh, <laughs> and Country Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, are you excited about the prospect of winning those? Yeah, yeah, it actually yeah. cool. All right. Okay, Caleb. Uh, yeah, I think he's, he knows what he's calling for. He's uh, turned off his radio. All right, so d- do you know, uh, did you hear the question? Uh, yes, I did. Oh, do you know the answer? Uh, is it the, uh, I can't if I can pronounce this, Carnutzi Championship course? Bingo. Oh, you got it right, Caleb. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm glad. Uh, 
I'm due for one thing right a month, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're a married man. <laughs> Caleb, I'm going to put you on hold, uh, and you're uh, you're going to get to give our uh, operator a little more information. Then you're off to the ranch, golf and country club to golf. And you've won for somebody else, Caleb. So as you're on hold, you'll be able to hear that call. Hang on one oh, second. Uh, yeah. All right, let's find out who we won for. Hi, who's this? Hi, it's Teresa. Hi, Teresa. How are you? I'm good. Now, Teresa, you still have to, uh, you know, you still have to, we have to check off a couple of boxes still with you. What are you, what are you calling to win? It was, I, I'm, I'm calling to win the, uh, the, the golf passes. Yeah. And for my husband. Oh, nice. Ooh. And are you excited about the prospect of doing that? <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sort of, I'm sort of aroused and scared all at the same time. Uh, all right, Teresa. Well, thanks to Caleb, our caller before you, you've won those passes. Great. I'll tell him he's going to be so excited. Oh, that is great. Now, is he a listener of the show as well? Yes, he does listen. Okay, good answer. All right, perfect. So you might not have to tell him. You might be listening right now. I'm going to put you on hold as well. We'll get some more information, and then those those passes are yours. Thank you so much. Oh, well, you're very welcome, Teresa. You have a great weekend. There you go. Just like that. I thought that was going to be the toughest question of the week, and normally we should probably end the week with an easier question. Yeah. But I think that's the first time out of the four days we've given that the these answer away, was correct in the second second guess. Yeah. That was impressive, and he even said, oh, "I'm worried about the pronunciation." It's Carnoustie. If he had said Carnoustie, I'm not gonna. I'm not that difficult. Of, <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. But you know what? <laughs> what? The. I love giving stuff away because <laughs> As all, do the, I. all these people too, all these listeners, they were actually avid golfers. Yes, it's that's a, true. You know, people aren't just calling in and saying, oh, I'm going to win and then I'm going to give them away. And see, my preference would be somebody who's an avid golfer but has not golfed at the ranch. Yeah. Oh, that's I would prefer better. to send them to a golf course they've never been before. I so badly wanted that fellow, and I forget his name yesterday. He called in, and you said, oh, have you ever golfed at the ranch before? And he goes, oh, that number one. <laughs> yeah. He got the dog leg the left dog leg off left the tee. The, yeah, you, you the wind's watch, picking up, boy. You get to watch the ball fly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm thinking, holy smokes, this guy has been watching <laughs> golf for his entire life, and unfortunately he didn't. Ended up winning, and that's not a shot at him, but I just thought it was it was so funny when you asked him the question, what's the toughest hole? Number seven there, when you have that gully, <laughs> and you can't quite see it? <laughs> I'm thinking, holy <laughs> smokes. Is this guy a member? See, I've still- never I've never golfed the ranch because I don't golf. Oh, but, I haven't golfed the ranch. But I can I can answer that. What's the toughest hole? Every one. Every single one. Every single one. And do you know the worst is, and there's no way around this, the worst is the fact that, you know, hole number one at any golf course, you got to tee off in front of witnesses. Oh. That's the worst. I've golfed for years, and you think like in any sport you shake nerves, whether it's competitive or recreational. Mm. I still hate when I hear people pull up in a cart behind me on oh, number the one, pressure, eh? and I'm just standing, and you know they're looking at you. Of course, no matter how many times and judging you. you. Yeah, no matter how many times you told yourself, ah, they're not watching. They're enjoying a beverage, or they're no. talking to themselves. No, they are judging you. And you're standing there, and you waggle about sixty-two <laughs> times because you, you're hoping that maybe they'll turn away, <laughs> and then you just absolutely <laughs> duck wing your tee shot into the bush. See, I'm happy if it gets to that kind of distance. Yeah, I've topped it. I've grounded into the dirt. I've done, I've hit one of the boxes, you know, those little square things, whatever they call those. I don't even know what they're called. That's how little I golf. I've actually shanked it so bad that it went left and hit the little marker for the tee off. Oh, I'm I'll a horrible to, golfer. Anybody golfer. that wants to see the worst professional golf shot of all time, mm-hmm. Google Tom Kite. P 
PGA Championship duck hook, and you will see the worst <laughs> professional golf shot of your life. <laughs> Oddly, as little as I follow golf, I know exactly what that video looks like. Uh, it's 328. We'll take a break for news headlines. Come back uh, with the Minister of Environment and Parks, Shannon Phillips. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.